Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the Codex Prime podcast for Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's going on, y'all? Yep, uh, we're starting just a little bit late uh, for all the Facebook Live listeners. Um, some somebody decided to uh, adhere to CP time. This is why we have nothing as a people. No, 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 no. The brakes <laughs> are kind of messed up. You know, we're getting them done this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, I can't I can't drive as fast as I usually do. It's all right. Take a chance. Live. <laughs> Not with the way the brakes <laughs> sound. <laughs> Oh, man. Is Carl too late for the free crack? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he is. That crack giveaway, man. That's something else. But yes, Kyle Chapman is in the group chat with us. Welcome. And uh, yeah, today's episode topic is a one that, one that we've wanted to do for a long time. And uh, uh, this is Unpopular Opinions, Chapter 2, Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Universal people. Anyway. Yo, don't you get me started, yo. That's what that is. You know, it's actually like requested that I like diss to that in my way. If I ever get married, I diss to that. What? It's widely requested that I do that. I would, I would pay money to see that. You know? <laughs> but I mean, you getting married, that's like what? 2035, maybe? conservative estimate you, not, you, know, oh, you never know sometimes i i do i i surprise myself sometimes mm-hmm. i bet <laughs> uh let's see um uh, oh a wall uh, says star wars club is in full effect at g pub okay damn that's dope okay like. you never been to g pub i have i have rooftop uh not the rooftop oh you're not, i'm thinking of something that i'm kind of like merge myself all right yeah yeah but. But uh, yeah, man, uh, we're about to get this started. Um, uh, you know what it is. We'll get into some stuff, what we've been up to, maybe a little bit of nerd news here and there, and then we'll get into the uh, group uh, discussion. I say group discussion because, as you know, anybody can join in on the chat, uh, respond to what our unpopular opinions are. We would love to hear what you think. Uh, Kyle says, Vic, don't do it. Oh, I will do it, Kyle just for you but let's start off with a quick shout out to our sponsor studio regent headphones that's right if you want some high quality affordable and fashionable headphones all you got to do is just go to studio.com use the promo code codex podcast to get 15 percent off and of always free shipping in the usa <laughs> that's right and Get that tree of life review carl i forgot about that i did not i <laughs> I listened to the show over the weekend because mm-hmm. I always re listen to our episodes and yeah. I just completely forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Like, The Tree of Life is an interesting film. Like, I have the Criterion uh, edition and I also have the, 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 the first release back in 2011 in the giveaway box. So you can have that Blu ray if you want. It has a Blu ray and DVD copy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I'd be interested in seeing what you think. Have you, have you actually given away Mad Max Fury Road? Because I found the Steel Book. I went. I went to Newberry Comics and I found the Steel Book for eight bucks at Newberry Comics. I'm like, my, I had to swipe it. You know the the go, the the dust from the thing is from the Steel Book is still there, huh? Yes. Like you know how the cartoons, like you would just see the like the go, dust silhouette. Yep. Yeah. When as soon as I saw it, I said seven ninety nine. 
man because i was i was looking for that steelbook for years since it came out because i remember when it when fury road first dropped on blu-ray i just bought the regular edition at best buy not knowing that there was a steelbook edition but i haven't seen it anywhere and I kind of kicked myself in the in the rear, but I'm glad I have it in my collection now. Are you one of those type of people that sometimes you got to pick up things as soon as they come out, or is you kind of just won't do it? Um, it depends on what it is. Like I'd have to like really, really want it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and speaking of uh, picking up stuff, um, I did pick up one more uh, Criterion uh, Blu-ray from the Barnes and Noble. Sale. Gotta get you got to get that one last one before the month's up, right? That's right, and. Uh, Saving the best for last, I bought Blu-ray. I knew it! Yes. I knew it! The two-disc Blu-ray edition of Spike Lee's 1989 classic, Do the Right Thing. This year, the 30th anniversary of this classic, timeless film. If you haven't, if you don't know, you should know by now. Uh, this is my favorite Spike Lee film still to this day. Uh, just two two discs, two discs chock full of extras, audio commentary, some new uh, behind-the-scenes footage and new interviews. Um, it's a new 4K digital restoration um, overseen by the cinematographer Ernest Dickerson. Um, this is just a wonderful film. I absolutely love the packaging. I love the artwork. I'm just uh, doing it here. So here's the booklet. Oh, you're, just, you're just dissecting it? Or, oh, yeah, just the booklet, Do the Right Thing, and the 40, ac- 40 Acres and the Mule uh, logo in the back. Also, you got the uh, the the little spread here of, of the uh, Bedford-Stuy neighborhood, Do or Die. Also, the two discs you here. You say Bed-Stuy. Well. Bed-Stuy, Do or Die. I know that. Mm, I know my biggie lore. Uh, but anyway... Uh, yeah, do the right thing, man. Um, one of the greatest films ever made, truly. And if you ha- and if you haven't seen it for some reason, it's never too late. Pick it up. Thirty year anniversary of this classic film. And while you're at it, do see Black Klansman if you haven't. That is wonderful. It's on HBO now, I think. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, that's 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 an incredible film. But uh, yes, yeah, besides that, um, let me Who's see. Who's the go to source at Raw Coco's? Reagan? Yeah, Reagan. Reminds me. All right. So let's talk about what we've been up to, man. So should I start or should you start? Um, I'm kind of set on the Sharon. And, uh, oh, okay. Damn, that's a... well, all right. Now you go ahead. All right. Well, um, I, I managed to catch up on some G1. Uh, you know, I'm kind of to fit in, you know, things have been kind of busy with like work stuff and other home stuff. So I had enough time to squeeze in some G1 stuff and a couple of movies. Um, but I, with the G1, I did manage to see uh, the latest block. Um, Will Ospreay versus Zack Sabre Jr. Highly, Shit. highly recommended yeah, match. So but I have not been able to catch G1. Oh man, yeah, you're you're missing out, man. It's some it's some dope gems like Okada versus Osprey is one, um, Moxley versus uh, Tetsuya Naito is, is another. Oh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Juice Robinson chops all day, like whew. like Walter would be very proud of that match. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Osprey versus um, Zack Sabre Jr. I think that's the first time two British wrestlers squared off uh, against each other in the G1 tournament. Really good technical wrestling versus high flying uh, styles of Osprey. Uh, yeah, man. And of course, Okada still on the undefeated train, man. Moxley is too, right? And Moxley as well. So, oh my God. Like, just imagine seeing 
Okada versus Moxley. In the I finals. think that's what it's gonna come to. Take all of my money, please. That's that's gonna be match of the year stuff. And also speaking of um, uh, wrestling, I did have a chance to catch this morning before I went to work. I, I did catch the uh, Slammiversary match between Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan. That UWO was talking about. Yeah, definitely hands down the best intergender wrestling match I've ever seen. Like Tessa Tessa Blanchard is a legit star. Yeah, well, I mean, they actually had a match. They did. They did. You know, usually in agenda matches are more for you know they're more for comedic purposes. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, but not this one. Like uh, Sammy Callahan, he's just a his gimmick as a professional scumbag. Ove Ohio versus everything. Tessa, Tessa Blanchard trying to set that set that piece of crap straight. Tessa Blanchard gave gave it her all, and it was a hard hitting match, and she really held her own. But at the, at the end, Callahan was just too much. She, 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 he gave her the uh, package tombstone pile driver for the one, two, three. But um, he did. But Sammy Callahan even showed a little bit of respect at the end before he left. And Blanchard looked like a million bucks. Is Monet watch wrestling with you? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But uh, but yeah, man, definitely check that out. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, like I said, a main event star. That is that would be on my on my list short list of uh, favorite matches of 2019 so far. Definitely one worth checking out. Um, other than that, I did catch a couple of movies. Um, one quick recommendation. Um, it's a small independent feature. It's just came out on Blu-ray. It was in very limited release in theaters earlier this year. It's called Fast Color. And it's uh, directed by Julia Hart. And it stars uh, uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Um, she was in such films as, like, as Belle and Beyond the Lights. Oh, yeah. Um, Lorraine Toussaint, who was in season two of Orange is the New Black. Um, oh, um... She was like the D. Main, D, like the main villain. Yeah. Um, also, Sanaya Sidney and David Strathern. Um, this is a really cool, um, very low key, very intimate uh, super power drama. It's, and Umbatha uh, Roa plays a woman named Ruth who's on the run from this uh, unknown government agency. And she has these um, superpowers where. Where anytime she has a seizure, she can't control her powers, but anytime she has a seizure, it causes like massive earthquakes wherever she's at. And she's on the run from this um, from this shadowy agency that wants to use her powers. And so she runs back to her family, her mother and um, and this young girl, her daughter. And uh, together they have to they have to um, team up and use their powers to uh, fight the government that's after them. Um, it's a re- it's a really interesting uh, uh, feature. Uh, very very you know very intimate. It's all about the acting. Like the special effects are simple, but yet really really vivid and colorful. How level of simple, as in like a sci-fi movie, sci-fi channel movie, simple? I, not not, sci- not sci-fi channel movie simple, but just like just like it's not about like you know like big ginormous cg light shows oh, okay. it's like about the characters and the mo- and you know the, the drama in, in between in between the, the the players if you will um but it's a really good film um if you're in, the, in if you're in the mood for like a superhero type uh film that's that is a little different from the norm then fast color is what you should definitely check out it's on blu-ray and dvd and i did check out quentin tarantino's latest once upon a time in hollywood no spoilers because i will stab you in the neck is it good it's excellent. That's all we need to know. Um, I won't get into spoilers, but one, it's excellent. Leo DiCaprio will get an Oscar nomination, or rather, he really should get another Oscar nomination because he's that good. Um, he plays a washed-up actor named Rick Dalton, 
who used to star in like a popular uh, uh, TV western called Bounty Law. And uh, basically now he just plays uh, heavies on on, uh, on other TV shows. Like, and he sees his stock diminishing. And uh, it takes place in 1969 Hollywood. So it's like kind of like revisionist history slash fiction. Because 1969 was the same year where the Sharon Tate murders uh, right. took place from the Manson family. And I know that ties into the story. Chris. Yep, it does. Now, another question too. Yep. The guy who played Bruce Lee. Nailed it. Really? Like... Like he, the look and the voice, like he definitely nailed it. It was like a more ex- like exaggerated take of Bruce Lee because like he played it like way more cocky. Yeah. Um. But uh, but um, I saw on Twitter that um, it did catch some heat from Bruce Lee's daughter. I'm thinking Shannon, Shannon. Lee, who who took who was who's very unhappy with the portrayal because she felt that Quentin Tarantino kind of played him as like a complete joke, as arrogant and all this, and she kind of took offense to it. But but seeing for what it was, like I did enjoy the scene between Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt's character, um, Cliff Booth, who was a former stuntman who just drives around uh, DiCaprio's character, because um, there's there's a rumor that he killed his wife and he can't get any work. Okay. <laughs> um, and and Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, who kind of is like more of an enigma, kind of more like an idea. So like like her Sharon Tate is like more of like an idea of what Hollywood used to be at the time, and then. When the murders did happen in real life, like things yeah. never were the same. So it's kind of like Tarantino's like love letter to 1969 Hollywood of the 60s and the past. Um, phenomenal acting, um, great Tarantino dialogue. Um, it's a film that I'm, I will definitely watch again. I'll definitely add it to my collection. You know, I just came across. I came across the news like like my news uh, circle. Like I want to say sometime last week, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino wants to do a Star Trek movie. He does. And William Shatner said that if Quentin Tarantino does it, he will reprise his role as Captain Kirk. Hey, man. Shatner's up there. He's still kicking it. He's still ticking. I, I think everybody's still around except for Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, no, I know Michelle Nichols is still around. Yeah. Um, Sulu. Oh, what's his name? George Takai. Yeah. He's still around. Yeah, and I know Tarantino says that if he does make Star Trek, he wants, to, he wants it to be an R-rated film. Like, he wants to put his distinctive spin on it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to get, but... I, that piques my interest, though. It could, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, highly recommended. If, if you're a Tarantino fan, there's no reason why you should not check it out. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't get into spoilers, so I Please can't do more. not. I can't get Please into any not. more than that. Pen's ready. Yeah. The pen is ready. Yeah, I can't... Point it in your direction. Right. But I can't get into anything more than that, so... So maybe maybe one of these days I'll, I'll I'll deliver a more full fledged review. Maybe when we get our top top films of the year. Yeah, yeah, I do plan on seeing it real soon. Yeah, but oh yeah, Brian Lopes has joined the the philosophical fickle or philosophical kind of botch that one. That's on me. <laughs> Wait, anything else you got? That's it. Oh, That's really? It. Oh, okay. Well, because speaking of Brian Lopes, uh, this week he actually just put it out, but we actually just did a. Uh, a joint codex UWO watch along. Mm. So uh, we w- so yeah, when you get a chance, watch it. It's only like an hour and a half of your time. Mm-hmm. But we did a watch along of the uh, July fifteenth, two thousand and four edition of SmackDown. Mm. That was at, that was here live in Providence, Rhode Island, where I was in the house. Brian was there as well. Um, so we tell some funny stories. We look back and just watch it. 
we look back, watch it, give our takes, do a little comparison from back then till now. Um, something I'm gonna mention in my unpopular um, opinions when we, later on, but it's a, it's fun. I always like enjoy listening to watch longs, and I'm like, listen, we got the, we got it, we got all the resources to do one. Let's just do one. Yeah, I was free, he was free. Mm-hmm. Let's just do it. Yeah, nice. No, you should join along one day. You should join in on one too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, you'd be surprised how much fun they are. Mm. Like, the, like going back to memory lane. Yeah, you you do you're reminiscing. Like I said, you're doing you you do a lot of comparisons to how things were back then to what they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I want you to get, to go on and listen. Go on and listen. Uh, we have the links up. The links are on our social medias, and also you can um, just check on the new UWO feed. Um, yeah, we need to do more, a lot more of those. They are that much fun. Mm-hmm. Do one, just do one. Okay. And then you see how much fun you have. All right, I'll I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, oh, now I just I just got um uh, uh Kyle's uh, comment it says do not never associate the great name of Spider Man with mediocrity in reference to his T shirt. Super Bowl bound. Get it twisted. Super Bowl. We got bound. the ball. I mean, we're going through some stuff right now with Zeke, but. We'll be all right. We got the tools. We got the tools. Yeah, you've been saying that for like a decade, two decades and a half. And I will say for two decades and a half more. All right. Like I said, my prediction. It's called being a fan. (laughs) A lifelong loyal fan. Well, like I said, like my prediction is that between now and 2029, the Panthers will get their first championship before the Cowboys get their sixth. We'll see. We will see. Yeah. It's a tall order because, you know, the Panthers are, you know. See, this is why you get roasted all the time. Stop. Oh, you, you, you NFL fans are so sensitive, as you would say. You don't you, don't you, don't you get, go on and call us sensitive. Sensitive fans. Just, y- y'all, need a, y'all need hugs. Says the person who cried in Finding Dory. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen, man. In a whole list of other kid films that you cried at. Pixar knows how to turn on the waterworks. No, they know how to turn on your sensitive ass waterworks. It wasn't just me in that theater at the time. There was a whole row behind me, and they were they were sniffling too. It wasn't just me. The movie wasn't it during the winter? No, it was during the summer. Eh, That heat, heat and air conditioning sometimes it gives people noses running. Don't play that off. No. But what else you got? All right. Well, on the comic scene, I I'm actually in the in the middle of reading. House of X, which is a new event that came around. This is a new uh, six-part series okay. that's also going to go along with Powers of X. Okay. Um, that's going to come out next week. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Hickman and the part and the art by uh, Pepe Laraz. Pepe Laraz, mm-hmm. and um, it's brief. I'm gonna give you like a brief uh, description of it because I'm still in the middle of reading it. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, Charles Xavier reveals a master plan to bring mutants out of the shadows and into the light. There's a lot of scientific, a lot, lot of science aspects on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm still in the middle of it because well, I had to kind of rush to get here. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, I can give a much more review probably when the series is done. It's only a six issue, uh, six issue story arc, and the, uh, the art is absolutely amazing. Okay. Like it's real. It, it seems like real. Cried at Endgame. Cried at the Lion King remake. <laughs> and and Victor's getting roasted by Kyle. I didn't even see the Lion King remake, and I refuse to. Oh, here we go. I refuse. Here we go. 
I'll, when, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. Like I'll see it. I'll see it if it's on Blu-ray, and if I can borrow a copy at the local library. Let's do say the local library. Yeah, it's probably like the three year, three year. It's probably been three years since you said that. Yeah, but I, I've referenced the library a few times uh, recently. All right, and then the next comic. This is a very short. Is actually Guardians of the Galaxy number seven, which is written by Donny Cates and the art by Corey Smith. And this is actually this new story arc marks the death of Rocket. Oh, okay. Oh, the cover. Is, I mean, I wish I brought it with me. The cover is dope because it's like just shows Rocket's hand, Rocket's bloody hand mm-hmm. sliding off against like a glass spaceship. Oh, okay. Yeah, like. Definitely, definitely check that one out. So, um, the death of Rocket begins here in the t- in the story arc called Faith Faithless, the new the new storyline, and it's following the events of the final gauntlet where Quill and the team and the team of unlikely allies battle Hela and prevent they battle Hela and prevented the resurrection of Thanos. But now a new major threat emerges. Okay, in addition to Thanos. Well, no, Thanos. Yeah. No, they they prevented the resurrection of Thanos. Okay. So now that they just defeated Hela, mm-hmm. you know, and they prevented the resurrection of Thanos from happening. Yeah. A new, much what appears to be a much greater threat. Oh, oh, color me intrigued. You have my attention. Yeah, I say, I say, pick it up. It's, uh, I think it's, um, I want to say it's going to be a six story arc as well, but it's starting at. Number seven, but I initially I was gonna grab it mm-hmm. just for the cover. Okay. And then that's when I read like, oh my god, the death of Rocket. Like, okay, he just became like very popular since you know the movies came out. Yeah. How how will that happen? Like, how how is this gonna happen? I just had to start reading it, mm-hmm. and I'm liking what I read. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. I I finished Stranger Things. Okay. You will uh, you will enjoy the way it end. Okay. Season three ended. And we're still getting a season four? Yep. Season four is supposedly the final yeah, one. They're yeah, they're the final one. They're doing a beginning, middle, and end. Okay. Yeah, I'll try I'll try I'll try to uh ha- figure out some time to catch the rest of it. Because I did watch the first one. I had time to squeeze in just the first episode. You ain't that damn busy stopped. <laughs> no, yeah. No, it was it was pretty busy like the last week. Like other things popped up and the free time I had I had to squeeze in, like I had to make a choice. Okay, G one or you know, but you know, I'll, I'll definitely try to squeeze in some time to finish it. Yeah, you will enjoy. I think I think you will like it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of Netflix series I gotta. Finish. Yeah, Orange Is the New Black is back on. Yeah, I'm still. I'm the last one I finished was season five when yeah, they we got it. when they split up. Yeah, we. Uh, you would like last seasons. Okay. You you would like it. It's a bit off, and then there's like a crazy turn or something that you wouldn't have expected to happen mm-hmm. the way season six ended okay so now i'm, I'm like all right how's this gonna fit how's this gonna finish off because i mean we i dedicated so much time to my jailhouse dominicans <laughs> i freaking <laughs> love them so much yeah you have <laughs> so yep call call me thirsty i call it admiring mm-hmm. so yeah but anyway yeah I'll, I'll i'll catch it at some point 
So yeah, anything else you got? Um, that's pretty much it. All right, cool, cool. All right, so uh, before we get into uh, our unpopular opinions uh, this week, let's talk about our sponsor one more time, Studio Regent Headphones. That's right. If you want some high-quality, affordable, and fashionable headphones, just go on to studio.com and use the promo code Codex Podcast to get 15% off. And I've always, of course, always, uh, of course, Vic. Free shipping in the USA. Get it together, Carl. Hey. <laughs> Oh man, it's been a tiresome week. <laughs> it's been a tiresome week. It's been hot. Oh, too hot, too hot. But uh, I was I was uh, very happy that, that it cooled down considerably. This yeah, just now. yeah, just now. Yeah, just now. But yeah, man, uh, this is a topic that I've wanted to get into for a a long time now. Once you know, again, you wanted to get into the unpopular opinions. We just got one thing. We got oh, to yeah. celebrate. That today was a celebration. I didn't even realize it. Oh, what's up? It's the thirty-year. It's the it's Game Boy's thirtieth birthday. Really? Wow. Damn. Oh yeah, because it, it did debut in eighty-nine. I didn't. Yeah, know it, was... it debuted in America in eighty-nine, in North America in eighty-nine. Nice. Hey, the Game Boy, the, the legendary handheld that start, started it all. Yeah, except that if you was driving in a car at night, it was a wrap because you had to wait <laughs> to the, wait till you, you had to pause it. Mm-hmm. Once you get a street light on, get a little bit, pause, yeah. street light. Oh, God, that was annoying. <laughs> I didn't even have one, but I played other people's Game Boys, and I knew about that experience. Oh, man. Like, I remember you had to adjust the, the contrast. Yeah. Yeah, I had the I had the clear version where you could see through the chips, the chipset inside. I had yeah. a few games for it, too. I, I had, like, I, what, what games did you have? Let's see, I had uh, Kirby's Dream Land. That was the first Kirby game ever. Uh, Donkey Kong Land, Super Mario Land. Um, I had the Game Boy version of Return of the Jedi for some reason. Um, it was super cheap. Um, I think I had one one other. Oh, I had um, Ninja Turtles, Follow the Foot Clan, <laughs> and I had Batman, Batman '89. Damn, that was a fun handheld. Oh, and Ninja Gaiden Shadow. Yeah. I had that once. Of course, everybody had Tetris. You know what? I didn't have Tetris actually. Of all the games, really? yeah, Tetris I always borrowed from somebody. I always, I always say this too: Tre- Tetris has prepared us for life. It has. Yeah. When you pack, especially stuff. You know, when you're mo- yeah when you're packing and you're moving, mm-hmm. especially when you're moving stuff into a truck to make it all fit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I just, yep. I realized I was helping my boy. Shout out to Hollows. I was helping to move last year, and I'm like, damn. He's like, yo, this is all just Tetris. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. Moving is an open door, and it's also yeah. Moving is also an open door for that for a lot of that's what she said jokes. <laughs> Tons uh, of it, you don't even realize it, and you're just like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> I bet. Oh man, Wario oh, Land. Wario Land was the goat. Uh, I I've, I actually haven't played Wario Land, but I know it was pretty popular back then. It was then. a rap once, but everybody started getting Pokemon though. Oh my god. When Pokemon dropped red and blue in ninety yep. eight. Yep. It was a rat. Well that was Game Boy Color. Yeah. God, I remember remember up on Pleasant High School freshman year. I remember Aris used to stand Pokemon when it first came out. The red and blue. Yeah. God, everybody did. And I'm just sitting there like Yeah, me I was never a Pokemon fan. I was always a Dragon Ball fan, but I was never a Pokemon fan. Yeah. I, I did have a chance to play uh, Pokemon Red, and I can I, de- I definitely can see the appeal. Like it's a fun RPG, but like people are just like hardcore. Oh my god, the lunch tables! Yeah, the lunch tables. It was a wrap. Oh yeah, trading left and right. You had the like the link cable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
oh man, like, oh, I want, I want this Pikachu. No, I want the Raichu. It's like, okay, then, all right. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo was smart though. Like, you had to get both versions, red and blue, to get all the Pokemon. Yep, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Nintendo always knew what they were doing, but man, yeah. that Game Boy was a Game Boy was the shit. It was, man. Yeah. Yeah. Take a shot to you. Happy. Take a shot to Game Boy. Happy 30th birthday. Yes. 30. Alright, so are you ready to piss some people off? Yes. Yes, I am. And, uh, you know, this... Any other news? I'm trying to think of some off the top of the head. No? No, nothing. Endgame came out on digital yesterday. Yeah. I know the Steelbook's coming out in a couple weeks. I thought it was, like, next week. Oh, well. I think it's on the 14th of August. I don't know. E- either case, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely add it. Oh, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this topic for a while now. And uh, unpopular opinions. Because like our, our, we, we, our, our first unofficial um, un- unpopular opinions episode was episode 79, yeah. Victor is a Villain, where I got into how Sonic the Hedgehog is arguably one of the most overrated video game franchises of all time. Sir! <laughs> and, and you know people people gave me heat for that i still stand by it to this day if you play the original sonic the hedgehog uh platformers clumsy clunky gameplay once you slow it down it's and not meant to be slowed down he's a hedgehog that can run fast that's not an excuse no because that's if you, not th- because that's what it was who the hell that anybody who was in the chat ask me who wants to play Sonic slow? Sometimes you gotta slow it down so you can know where to go in the level. And the level design was all over the shop. Forward. Um, also, like if you want, if you want pure, perfect, optimal, optimal uh, platforming gameplay, the Mario games. The Mario games still hold up to this day. Super Mario World, Super Mario Brothers. There's a reason for that because that formula works. Sonic tried to reinvent the wheel and it succeeded. Until it, until it went until it entered 3D and all the games are trash. That I that I can agree. That yeah. I can agree. The 2D, yeah, the, the old school 2D. That's why I still love. That's why I enjoy playing Sonic Mania when I got like when I need to kill a little bit of time. Okay. I, I downloaded it for free when it was one of the PS Plus free games back in June, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I was telling somebody that I was telling somebody about that because I bought it. Well, I mean, e- even in like it was 20 bucks when it first came out. Yeah, that's that's too much. I don't know. It's not. <laughs> No but, but but the Sonic games did have great soundtracks. I give it that. So I give credit where it's due. You know who did you know who did the soundtrack for Sonic Three, right? Heard it was Michael Jackson. It was. He just used a whole other name. Wow. Hey man, talent right there. But uh, but yeah, man. Since Kyle is here, since Brian is here, uh, I am so happy to to get into it right now. So should I kick it off first? You want to so bad. Yes, I do. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you. You want to know when was the last time I seen you smile this big? When? What? When we all went to go see Star Wars, The Last Jedi. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so ignored right now. <laughs> Headphones. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, man. But, yes, I want to kick off uh, Unpopular Opinions Chapter 2, Electric Boogaloo, by... Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't, I can't help it. <laughs> but by doubling down on what I said uh, last week and the week before. And Kyle, you can disagree with me all you want. Okay. Harlem Nights is garbage. It is not, sir. It is trash. No, it's not. It is still one no, of any... Not. Don't, listen, don't, don't interrupt me. Let me, let me have a moment. 
Harlem Nights is still one of Eddie Murphy's worst films to this day. I put it in the same class as Pluto Nash, as Norbit, as Meet Dave. Okay? That's where that's that's the level that Harlem Nights operates on. The Golden Child. It, that's the same level it operates on, okay? You want to talk about good 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 Eddie Murphy movies? Let's talk about Boomerang. Let's talk about Life. Let's talk about Let's talk about Bowfinger. Let's talk about the first Nighty Professor in '96 and '97. The, the Clumps was trash. No, the Clumps was funny. Not as funny as the first one, but the Clumps was funny. I had fun watching the Clumps. Yeah, I agree. I had fun, but you know, like comparison, part one is way better. That's what he had. To, yeah. Yeah. But no. And of course, and of course, Dreamgirls, his his Oscar nominated role. But if it wasn't for Norbit, but sir, but let me tell you something. Harlem Nights is trash because. It's one of the most bizarre movies I've seen in the sense that you, ca- you have this assembly of legendary comedic talent. Richard Pryor, Red Fox, you had Della Reese, and yet the film, they had no comedic timing or chemistry whatsoever in the movie. The movie was sluggish, sluggish pacing, because what, 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 is a, what, what gives a comedy film its power? Timing. Coming to America, I almost forgot about that. One of Eddie Murphy's best films. My favorite Timing. of all time. Yeah, exactly. Timing, left and right. The jokes landed at the right moment. Dialogue at the right moment. Harlem Nights felt like a slog. It felt like work sitting through that film. Lack of strong comedic timing. And the film is just a nostalgia trip for people to admire. Oh, look at Eddie Murphy. He's with his idol, Richard Pryor. That's all that film is. Sir. Y'all take your rose-colored Sir. glasses off and see it for what it is. No. The film the film, the film, film won a Razzie Award for Worst Screenplay, Eddie Murphy. It was nominated for Worst Director, Eddie Murphy. One positive thing about Harlem Nights, it was legitimately Oscar-nominated for one category, costume design. That's ne- it. Sir! Okay, so you mean to tell me that the, that the chemistry that those actors and comedians had together was completely trash? Yeah, the scene. Okay, I'm not. I'm not even gonna mention the shot my pinky toe scene, mm-hmm. which was classic. So you mean to tell me the freaking comi- the ba- the banter between Red Fox and Della Reese? I wasn't feeling it, man. You mean to tell? You mean to tell me the scene where Arsenio Hall was crying over his dead brother, who happened to be Tommy Strong? You oh mean to tell me God. that you did not like that? The quick, he killed my brother. That you mean to tell me? No. That? you stick up the ass, smelling your own <laughs> fart. Hybrid motherfucking critics need to take a need to take a stadium of seats next to where you need where you like to sit the beehive at, right there. That's what he said. That shit is comedic gold. You will have the time of your life. Dude, the freak, what, what the freaking cop? He's like, you know, you can survive longer if you go, if you just breathe like that. And what did the cop do? That shit is hilarious. You, sir, need to remove thy stick from thy ass. Mm-mm. Lighten the fuck up and enjoy some, enjoy some damn comedies. Sir, but that's right, Kyle. Then again, you like pineapple pizza, which I will say, when this, since it's my turn, okay, it is still garbage. And we have done a poll. Okay, yes, we and have. And you lost significantly. Listen, the fact that we had over four hundred people, four hundred true believers, stand for pineapple pizza—that's my victory right we there. We had more. So, therefore, your opinion of the pineapple pizza is completely null and void. You, sir, 
You are now downgraded to a D. He's already a DC fan. What the fuck? Listen, man, the DC comics, you know, they're, they're just more enjoyable. But anyway. Check out those Marvel ones. I've been, and Absolute yeah. Carnage coming out. Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot. Oh, of my it. God. Like, they're, um, I don't know. They, this week, they released, like, some of the comics that I released, they've yeah. been carnageized. Yes. And I those see. shits is fire, especially the Fantastic Four one. I saw that uh, the other, just today, actually. Yeah, I, I'm already in my box. Okay. I I'm, get my comics on the weekend. Yeah, I'll pick it up. But yeah, man. Okay, okay. To, to your to your reply about pineapple pizza. Once again, I've said I've said this before, time and again. When people talk about pineapple pizza, they just haven't had the right slice. You want to you want good pineapple pizza? You can't have it in big ginormous chunks, and it cannot come from a can. It has to be natural, straight from the source. The actual pineapple, cut it thin, th- very thin slices, circular, evenly distributed around the pie, so the so that the so that the, that the that the flavor won't overpower the pie itself. You want you want great pineapple pizza. For all of our local Rhode Island listeners, go to Pizza J Providence. Go to Dave's Marketplace. Go to Antonio's Pizza. Uh, Vasilio's, eh, not really. Tom's Kitchen, that's also good. Um, a pizza Pyre on Westminster, on um, Wickedon. That's also a good place. That's a great place for pizza in general, but give me pineapple pizza. Rwandan refugees wouldn't eat that shit. Oh, my God. Overblown. Yeah, I took a page. Yes, I took a page out of Chris Rock's book. Overblown. And, and, and sir, Kyle, I am not the Mike Canellis of comedy movie critiques, okay? Yes, the hell you are. Yes, the hell you are. Listen. For me to get riled up like this, and not to mention, I knew you was coming for that because we had a conversation on the Codex UWO chat. It's yeah. like, God damn it. Yo, plug your phone in, Brian. You need to hear this. <laughs> but listen, man. Like I said, Harlem Nights, that like that Arsenio Hall scene, it was just like way oh, over that o- overacted. It, it was trying way too hard. That, I, I was just I the just, point of the movie. I, I, you I just, not you soulless piece. I just sat there like that's because you're not fun. You gotta have fun. You have to be fun. I mentioned a whole other slew of good Eddie Murphy comedies that I enjoy. You wouldn't trust me. You would enjoy. It. I mean, the the com the just the comp. The conversation—I never heard somebody tell ki- tell somebody to kiss my ass is so eloquently as Delores. There's memes that when they have Delores and Red Fox going at it, and it said, "If my if my relationship ate like this, when I get hold, throw the whole relationship away." I mean, they're just verbally abusive. Oh, that shit is great. <laughs> have you ever really just sat down and listened to two old people cuss each other out? I have. Isn't that shit amazing? It kind of is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they just have like a whole different degree of swearing that's different from ours. Yeah. And you just sit there like, yo, this shit is fucking gold. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Give me the next one. <laughs> All right. And uh, this one. I'm spitting on my phone and shit. This one, I might catch even more flack from some of our listeners. Um, I know I caught flack from my fiance. We, we've been going back and forth on this. But I have to say this. I used to like this film when I was a kid. But I watched it in recent years, and I realized that the film is just not good. People. Black people. The Wiz is not a good movie. The Wiz is awful. Yes. I'm looking for a chair. I'm looking for a chair. I, I, I need you to hear me right now, okay? Listen to my voice. The Wiz... 1978, directed by one of my 
one of my favorite <laughs> directors of all time, Sidney Lumet. Uh, it was, I think it was also written by Joel Schumacher. The Wiz is a bad movie. Okay? The Wiz is not as good as you think it is. The, the, the film... The, okay, first of all, let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down, okay? I just look, I just look back at the replay, man. Let's, let's break it down, okay? The Wiz is... When I was a, when I was a kid, it was it was enjoyable, but the movie is two hours and fifteen minutes long. It's way too long for a Wizard of Oz adaptation. the 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 set design, the set design is laughably bad. Okay, and and third of all, the, the, the uh, okay, I'll, I'll have some. Uh, first, first of all, and then you had D- Diana Ross, Diana Ross, a legend, yes. But then you have Diana Ross, who was in her mid thirties, playing a character who was supposed to be a teenager. So they had to scale up her age. So you had forty six year old Diana Ross playing a character that was meant to be fourteen, fifteen years old. Was that? But okay. didn't you just say she was thirty? You had you had sixty seven year old Diana Ross playing oh, this role of Dorothy. Okay, sixty seven. Okay, now. then you had uh, Michael Jackson, who was the only, who was one of the only two bright spots. Well, one of the only three bright spots in the whole film. Him, Nipsey Russell, and Lena Horne. Michael Jackson put his foot in it. I give him that. But then you had you had the scene where where Michael Jackson's character was first introduced, right? With with those racist ass blackface crows, like. Like, oh my God! Look at us, we the crows. We sh- we show has fun. We show likes having fun with Michael Jackson's. All the dumb crows were racist. And then you had the nerve. Michael Jackson had the nerve to sing. I mean, you look at look, 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 you look at Wizard of Oz. It has some really cool songs. Really, is really inspirational songs. But then what did what, what did we get? What did we get? What did we the black audience get? You can't win. We get the Dallas Cowboys anthem. You can't win. You sure the fuck did not get that, so you can kiss my ass and get that little logic out your head. You can't win, child. You got to get out of the game. What? The ensemble the ensemble cast. First of all, I was creeped out from Eveline for years. It was really creepy, yeah. I did. Eveline scared the shit out of me, so guess what that means? She did her job. And that movie. You mean to tell me The Wiz does not. You mean to tell me a movie like that for somebody who loves musicals. Yes. Mm-hmm. That movie does not bring any type of joy to your heart. That movie does not make you smile at all. You actually, uh, I don't. I'm not really a fan of musicals, but then I will sit down and don't you tell me. You know, I remember I used to pop. I watched. I watched Michael Jackson religiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Wiley Draper from that movie, from the Jackson's American Dream movie. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Best movie biopic I ever seen. Okay, but anyway. Like those move, like those moves, all that talent. It didn't even matter. No, nobody thinking about how old Diana Ross was. Everybody knew at that time. Did anybody care? No, because we were getting good performances by all those actors and stuff. Minor flaws, yeah. Different time, yeah. But still, like a movie like that can still bring a normal freaking person with a fucking soul and a heart and a sense of humor and actual emotions. Joy, well, actual good emotions. Excuse me, and that shit, that movies like that will bring people joy. Yes, you got. Yes, he's not joking. You, he is dead ass serious. The Wiz had prostitutes in it. Okay, for a kids film, how do we? How do we? The Black Virgin gets prostitutes, and the Wizard of Oz. Is we had, we t- had that Wizard of Oz had elves. You know, colorful elves. You know, like the Oompa Loompas. I'm, oh yeah, we you want to talk about? I bet. I bet you want like Dumbo. 
We get hookers and hoes. I bet you like the original Dumbo. I didn't like. I did not like the original I don't know Dumbo. About it. I'm like that shit was racist in the mouth. Yeah, that was that. That really was. Okay, you got one person to agree with you. Who? Who was that? Who? Who agrees? With oh, me we gotta that? have words. We may have words later on. Who agrees? We with may, depending on how tired I am. Who agrees with me that the, the Wiz is not is not a good movie? Natasha. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Okay, so your girl, your girl agrees with me. My girl. What the hell? <laughs> World's coming to an end. World's coming. Okay, but you ought to be slapped. You ought to be slapped. Uh, listen. Good. And I'm talking about open palm Charlie Murphy to Kevin Hart slapped in Paper Soldiers. I'm sorry. Listen. Just be- just because I'm black doesn't mean that I'm obligated to like the Wiz. You're not obligated, but God damn it. That shit was fucking good. That shit brought joy into so many people's hearts. Like, I mean, the, the set design was cheap, man. It's a more of a Broadway play. I know, but but come on, it's, it's just come, a Broadway. It's, how, how come we get the Section Eight version of Wizard of Oz? Come on now. That's what they was able to afford at the time. But I mean, goddamn it! But what it was, that shit worked. I I will say this though. I will say about the about the Wiz, despite the fact that we had seventy nine year old Diana Ross in it. I like the fact I liked Lena Horne's song, you know, "Believe in Me as I Believe in You." That was genuinely inspiring. That was the, that was like the bright spot. And then you Nip- cried, didn't you? I, not not at all. No. And uh, and, and Nips and Nipsey Russell as a Tin Man. That was kind of cool. That was that um, was. I enjoyed. But um, I, I will say that The Wiz. That's a movie that I would love to see a motion picture remake of. <laughs> no, they did do. They recently did a remake of that. Um, oh, they did. I know it was. Uh, it was like, but it was like the Broadway version, right? Yeah, it was like a stage play on. Yeah. Like, it was like a live special on NBC. Like it yeah, had it was like, um, what, two years ago. Oh, it was in 2015. Oh. It had Common, Uzo Uduba, um, Crazy yeah, Eyes, Crazy Eyes, uh, Neo, Mary J. Blige, Queen Latifah, De- David Allen Greer, and the original Dorothy of the Wiz, Stephanie Mills. But, but I will say this on a positive note. I would love to see The Wiz remade on film. Like, just a modern remake with, with a new cast, with, with, with actual sets that don't look like it's, that, was, that was filmed in the fucking projects, okay? Give us, give us something that's with class, that's something that we can show our kids and be proud of, all right? Trust me, we can show our kids this and we can be proud Not, don't, don't give us Don't give our kids some shit like, you can't win, you got to get out of the game. Come on, what kind of shit is that for, to, to, for black kids to hear? For, I'm, for real, kids I'm pretty hear? willing to, I'm, I'm, why am I so sure, certain that you probably would show a little kid Midsommar? No, no, I, no, I would not go that far, no. I, come on, I, 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 no. Green Room? Nah, no, I would not. Are you actually thinking about rated R movies to show a kid? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think because because I, I remember like when I was a kid, when I was like six or seven, I saw RoboCop and I loved it, the original. Uh, Aliens, I loved. I was, I was seven. Um, I watched Jade when I was like ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think that was a movie. I I want to watch that. That that's a movie that I want to watch again. Mm. <laughs> Oh, and my fiance just dropped it in a chat. Drax, Drax, Lamb, Scounced, Key and Peel reference. The Wiz is incredible, babe. The set Drax was beautiful th- and vintage. <laughs> Listen, don't don't high. That was a crisp high five, by the way. Don't high five. Don't high five, yo. Oh, listen. Do it again. And one listen. More for the Holy Ghost. Listen. Listen. Listen, y'all can y'all y'all can disagree with me if you want to, but I'm telling you, The Wiz is dying for a remake, a full-on Hollywood big-budget modern-day remake. 
let a black director get their hands in it, a black writer get their hands in it. I would love to see it remade with with actual sets. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Why not Ryan Coogler? Or maybe like Ava DuVernay or maybe D. Reese or somebody. I'd probably say I would like to see Ava DuVernay do it. Yeah, or Casey Lemons. I know she's doing the Harriet Tubman Tubman movie coming out this year. Um, But yeah, man, come on. Trust me. The Wiz, the Wiz ain't all that. It ain't. The Wizard of Oz is the is the definitive version. All right, it's time for me to piss you off now. All right, come on, come on with it. Still don't understand why the hell you cried in Coco. Are you kidding? Oh my god! Are like you what the kidding? fuck is he? like? I'm watching this. Like yo, what the fuck is he crying about? Did you not feel anything when 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 uh, when the kid played "Remember Me" with his grandmother, yeah, who was who was senile, and then yeah. she finally remembered? Remember, yeah, I was like, oh, that's cute. That was the the way the movie was building up to that. Yeah, because the cute. whole movie is about like if you forget if you forget your loved ones in the afterlife, they fade away. Yeah, and she remembered. She remembered, and then they were playing "Remember Me," and then oh my god, the tears just like a waterfall. Oh my god, Pixar, your tears, Pixar, you done did it again, mind you. There was not one dry eye in the theater when I was there. Kids were crying, parents were crying, I was crying. We all felt something that day. I was, and I just sat there like, okay, oh, this is cute. Nice, you. Because That's nice. You have no soul. Yes, the hell I do. You, 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 yes, you, the hell I do. You, you, and I was soul, just your soul is. Callous. I was. And did I say that I was entertained by the movie? Yes, you were. I but I was just like, the "Fuck, was he crying about?" That because <laughs> be, be, I can't be crying. Like I just, no, I, I just because movie because film. It's a nice scene, beautiful scene. I'll agree. I will agree. Oh my god! Look at the okay. No, the the feedback stopped, and it was just weird. But like, because films are an empathy machine. You 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 put you place yourself in the shoes of the characters, and you feel what they're going through. And I placed myself in there. I'm like, I felt something, man. It was beautiful, but it wasn't tear worthy. It was tear worthy. Pixar, you done did it again. You know when was the last time I cried in a movie in a at a movie? What? You know, and this is one thing that just popped in my head too, and I was trying to think of unpopular things. An American Tale. Uh, really? Yeah, I was like five or six when I cried, and then my pops went on wrestling. I just completely forgot about it. But yeah, <laughs> American Tale. I'm really surprised. Like Five O has not like made some type of comeback. Yeah, he was very popular in the late he '80s, was. early '90s. Five O Goes West was when he was just shooting around. Wow, we were sick fucks when we were thinking about. Like I just thought it was cool. He was just shooting around like a cowboy, and shit, but I was like, dog. Why hasn't Five O came back yet? Yeah, don't give Hollywood ideas. They might. They might. Oh, it's gonna. The it, why not? Everything else is doing it. Might as well just do it. Yeah, hell, they, they might bring, bring bring back Teddy Ruxpin for all we know. <laughs> I I recently watched Ted. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, that movie still fun. That movie still had me in tears. Dying. That is a funny movie. I've, the first one. I haven't seen the second one. The second one is. The second one's funny, not as like not as funny as the first one, mm-hmm. because now it's like with the second one, we already know what to expect from them and stuff. So it's yeah. like, okay, how can you really create that fresh new magic that with a fresh new character? Yeah, he was already you know he's already out there. But that scene when it was like, we gotta so celebrate. You think of what I'm thinking? You want to go to the improv and yell out sad suggestions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, so we need a, we need a place. We need a place. Ferguson, Missouri. Oh God! <laughs> oh, okay, uh, let's stop. We need a person, Bill Cosby. 
man. We need a historical fight. 9-11. That, that's just awful. What is that? Okay, I don't know why my phone said that, but that was great. But that's that's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Oh, but yeah. um, yeah, Ted, too, you enjoy. I think you will enjoy. You enjoy it for what it is. Okay, sure. <sighs> okay, but yeah, go and see it. It's your turn. Go ahead and piss everybody off. All right. Uh, next one. Um, next one is not as controversial. It's a wrestling based one. Um, I know. I acknowledge that I may be in the minority in this, but. I am not at all interested in seeing CM Punk return to the ring. I'm I'm really not a fan of that. Um because only because like there's so much fresh and new talent worth paying attention to nowadays that seeing CM Punk just feels like old hat. And also he got bitched out in the UFC, so him coming back it's kind of like the perception of oh look at you look you couldn't hack it in real fighting so he's going back to the fake world of professional wrestling. It's not a good look. It just isn't. And plus CM Punk's kind of a douche. Yeah, but I was like, but you know, I think it's just it'll just make for a great moment because like, because CM Punk is that's where he belongs. It, it, pro wrestling is where he belongs. Does he have to be in the ring? No. Nah. And a pre- like I agree with you to a set to a sense. Mm-hmm. Like I think that it would be yo know, the um, the moment yeah. would be dope. And I still think he actually got a few like good years left in the tank. He does. So I mean, with, and with if he's go if he shows up at AEW, mm-hmm. oh, I know people. with some of that new talent. If he's like like say if he's actually without anybody knowing like he's actually retraining himself, working out that ring rust. Now that he got them energy, now that he got those um, you know those injuries out the way and stuff. Yeah, and working with the new talent that AEW has, and maybe he could just do that service that Chris Jericho is really doing is just help. Getting the company over, getting those stars over. Yeah, I think he can do a great service to them. He could. I mean, like he. I mean, no doubt that he would be able to put on some good matches with, like, say, like Adam Page or like a Darby Gosh. Allen. Oh my god. Um, but like, but like, people wanted to see CM Punk like to, to like be like a main event drawer. Nah. He doesn't need to be. I'm sure he probably will request it, and I'm sure who knows probably will happen like towards the end of his career. If he yeah. wants to like bow out, mm-hmm. then maybe you know, I, like, well, Jericho is in like the run for the world title, but like, yeah, I mean, I don't see it right away. Mm. You know, CM Punk versus Kenny Omega could be good. That could be, that could be. Um, but again, like, I don't know, like for me, like CM Punk, like his best run obviously was in the WWE. Well, yeah, no doubt, and, no doubt. Yeah, you know. and like, I just think that like. With with there's just so much new talent that that we can latch onto like a, like a Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, like Johnny Gargano, like John Moxley. That yeah. that CM Punk is like, well, okay. I mean, we have all we have this a huge smorgasbord of new talent. Adam Cole, why why you want to get in get in us? Just why don't you just just collect part time Lesnar money? Just have a Lesnar deal. Who knows? It could be that if he shows up, he could be doing that. Like I said, look how many guys who look how many old, older guys. Are still back in Rey Mysterio, yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar for one. I mean, and Jericho's still kicking it. Yeah. Triple H does his part time stuff. Yeah. I mean, Ray Orton. Yep. Orton. Orton was from the cl- Orton was from the class the gra- the OVW graduating class before CM Punk. Yeah, it was two thousand two, right? That was yeah. That was when he came in. 
Yeah. When the, when the, when the first original four came, John Cena still shows up and lends a helping hand. Yeah. Maybe CM Punk can be just doing that and probably just doing it, end up doing some backstage work. Perhaps. I mean, but... there could be just a bigger, there could be a bigger picture. Billy Gunn's still doing his thing. He's 50. Yeah. 50 he... plus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe the hype. He's fucking massive. Yeah, he's, I never he's... thought he was that big on TV, but this dude is freaking huge. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's a tall dude. So, yeah. But yeah. since we're on the uh, wrestling tip, <clears throat> mm-hmm. I thought Ronda Rousey did great for her first year. I'd say so. I'd say she had a pretty good run. Like, because, I mean, let's think about it. Ronda Rousey was already a big name. Mm-hmm. So you really couldn't just throw her in NXT. Yeah. Did she still need it? Yeah, but, I mean, for, for you know, for her being so very green for what she did, yeah. for what she did, you know, attracting all the numbers and stuff, and then what, I mean, let's just face it. I've heard one person say that evolu- the Evolution pay-per-view was for Ron- was because of Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and it turned that. out to be one turned out to be the best pay-per-view of last year. Yeah, for WWE. Yep, main roster. I thought for what she did, do I do I think she sucks for taking the t- taking time off? Like I I guess I understand. Yeah, let's start family. Yeah, I'm thinking about if you sign a 3-year deal, you're still relatively young. You're younger than both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, you still got some time. Sometime, you know, maybe like towards the end of it, when you want to do that, then yeah, bow out, see if you can like sit out your contract for the rest of it, sit out the rest of your contract for like the last few months mm-hmm. and then work on it. Maybe, but maybe she wants to do that before like her body gets too banged up. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I do agree uh, that she did have a, she did have a pretty solid run in her first year. Uh, like she actually, she actually managed to pick up pick up the craft like week by week she gave Nia Jax a, an actual match she actually carried Nia Jax to a okay, good match you need to really get off that because um, you would you have this notion where listen Nia Jax is just she's big yeah. she's the super heavyweight of the women she's a, yeah. she's a big show yeah. she's gonna be a striker like she's not gonna do drop toe holds and fucking hurricanes and shit you've gotta not. get over you gotta get over that. that she is deaf she's serving her purpose but that's that's everybody has a role she's serving her purpose but that's that, what she's doing yeah but that's not my issue with Nia Jax at all like I, that's not my expectation of her either my my issue with Nia Jax is that she's a botch machine with a history of injuring people and inadvertently and intentionally she ain't the only one but her history like for, for such a short run like she botches left and right she was called up way too early from NXT that Ob- I can agree with obviously like nepotism like flexing her connections with the rock the Dwayne Johnson is keeping is was keeping her at the forefront in the main event she didn't really need the women's championship um she's she she didn't really need it. it was glad it was nice to see her get it oh her 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 hauling off and breaking Becky Lynch's face that should have gotten her fired on the spot. If I it was say up to me. fired, she would have got some. She should have got some disciplinary action. Mm-hmm. None. Th- no, the reason why it's none because it catapulted Becky Lynch. We was get it was it was generating great TV. It was. It was great. It was gener- generating great content. So it was like, ugh. so she got lucky with that one. She did. She got lucky with that one. Um, but, you know, Nia Jax, like, I, she's barely above the Iconics. And the Iconics are mighty low. 
God, I wish Kyle was here. I wish Kyle Bryant was here. Wait till you see my next. Wait till you see my next meme. If I can get what I need out of. If I can get what I need out of those guys, mm-hmm. you're gonna enjoy the next meme. Oh, I can't wait for that one. I'm having fun. I have to wait too much for memeing these guys. <laughs> yeah, they're memeable for sure. Like, so far, what was your favorite one? Um, let's see. It was the Men on a Mission one. Really? I like that one. <laughs> I figured you would like the Superhuman one. Superhuman? The... the You ever see that kid who's on like social media and stuff and he just... Oh, the gigolos and gigolos. Gigol- yeah. yeah. All right. Gigolos and gigolos. I don't know why I love it when he says that shit. It's just funny to me. Oh, oh man. man. All right, let's go with it. Who's, uh, whose turn is it? Uh, I think it's my turn. No, because I said C- I said CM Punk, and then you said, yeah, and then you said Ronda Rousey. Then it's my turn. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Yeah. Um, uh, not, not so much a, not so much a, a, a strike, but um, I, I will say that watching NXT nowadays is a genuinely depressing experience for me. Um, not because of the quality of the shows. The shows are still good, but regardless of their incredible takeover events, which are consistently good, I, I've never missed a, never I never a missed one. one. Never seen a bad one yet. NXT is still a feeder system to the main roster, and it's depressing because you watch all this great talent, and they're used properly. They play their roles perfectly, and they're used as they should be. But once they get to the main roster, Vince strips, strip mines everything that was great about them and turns them into shit, just into other, just another face in the in a crowd. Dude, I'm not even gonna, I'm not and even gonna, I, not even gonna argue. Yeah, so, like when, when my girl who, who now she's now into wrestling. Okay, that's what's up. She she won't she won't really watch like AEW. She it's early. Mm-hmm. So let let her be the quote unquote loyalist puppet. But <laughs> that, that that's how we fed it. That's how we got into it too. So yeah. But she like she's a casual and she's just like NXT is so much better. She just randomly said that. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh well, yeah. It's like, yep. Oh, and you ain't lying. Not lying at all. And for when a when he gives great high fives too, man. Big ups there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and for a complete newbie who's just getting into wrestling to say NXT is better than the main roster, that tells you everything right there. Yeah. And 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 that's the thing, like with NXT, like the best stars who get called up, they're either underutilized, mishandled, or missing. Well, like Oscar. Yeah. Yep. Like where Kyrie Sane, who, Ember Moon. She um, she had a well she got a she has a match at SummerSlam. Okay, finally, the war the the war Viking Raiders experience machine. Yeah. You practiced that to get all that. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> um, and, and, and yet, what's so backwards is that the, 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 that the least entertaining NXT acts, they get the most airtime. Lacey Evans, like, she's still greener than my wall. She, 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 should not have, she should not have two or three main events with Becky Lynch at all. Like, Lacey Evans should be, a, should be an NXT mainstay. The Iconics. The Iconics, like, yeah, they play that comedy role, and I can see why Brian and Kyle are fans of theirs, but they have two of the most useless championships I've seen in, in the WWE. And that's and that includes the Universal Lesnar title. Um, and, 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 and it's so depressing, too, because watch Matt Riddle once he gets called up to the main roster. Oh, God, don't, 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 don't say like, it. Don't say it. I, I, don't, I don't want to put this out in the universe, but I would mm. not be surprised if Matt Riddle becomes Dolph Ziggler 2.0. I would not be surprised if like uh, Gargano and Champa say hello to the main event, not the main event, the show main event with EC3, Mia Yim. 
Asuka and Kyrie. Me some Mia Yim. Mia Yim is awesome. The Blasian baddie. Guess what? Asuka and Kyrie have saved you a seat at their table. And and and, and the thing is, is like, and and here and here's the thing. Like, I, I can see why Triple H wants to position NXT as like a serious competitor to AEW. But if he's really serious about pushing NXT as a direct competitor to All Elite Wrestling, one. They need to rethink how NXT is used. Stop using it as a feeder system to the main roster. Make it truly its own brand. Build it, build it, build. Make NXT the destination to be. Don't make NXT like the stopgap to get to the main roster. Make NXT the goal. Make NXT the the place to be. Like Tommaso Ciampa has has the right idea. NXT is where he wants to be. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to the main roster. And and he's got he's one hundred percent on the money. Yeah. Like make NXT the place to be. Don't make it the. Don't stop making it a feeder system, and pay the NXT talent more. Make it comparable to the main roster, so you can make it a big brand, so it can stand up to AEW. But yeah, that's that's what I gotta say, man. But yeah, NXT still still good, but it's also depressing because it's always bittersweet because you know someone like Keith Lee is not gonna be used to his potential on the main roster. All right. Yeah. Just to get off the wrestling note. Yeah. I think Bob's Burgers is overrated. I kind of agree. I, I'm gonna agree with you there. Yeah, I know. I know uh, Monet's a fan of Bob's Burgers, but like, uh, I'm just looking out for dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but Bob's Burgers, like, it has its funny moments, but like, it does get over. Some of the characters characters get mighty annoying. It's just not. It, it's not Family Guy. It's not that. The Simpsons is actually still funny. It is. Like, I'll just I'll just pop peeping on an episode and i'm just like wow this shit is still funny i mean i haven't watched i have not watched them in, in a long in a while because mm-hmm. i've been watching a lot of 90 day fiance lately that show is that's like our show but it's like she got me watching it just uh, i'm like all right i'll see you and watch this with you mm-hmm. and i find myself drawn and really into that that in life after lockup love yeah. after lockup and then they have a spinoff life after lockup which is like the Afterward, the aftermath of it. Oh, okay. It, uh, it, uh, that is high quality. My sister got me into the lockup one. Mm-hmm. High quality trash TV. Is that like lifetime reality TV shows? It's on TLC. Okay. Oh, man. So you see a lot of Dr. Pipple Popper uh, commercials. Oh, great. I bet. TLC is supposed to be the learning channel. Yes, it was, but it kind of just, it kind of, I think I'm just calling it like the lifestyle channel because it seems more. It leans more towards that. Well, mm. Life After Lockup's on Wii TV. Okay. But 90 Day Fiance, but then they have like Say Yes to the Dress. The hell has she got me freaking watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, Outdaughtered, Smothered, which is actually like, because it comes on after. And I, it's, I try to catch the last few minutes of 90 Day when I get into work and then Smothered's on and I just like... Mm-hmm. It's just on TV while I'm at work, and then I catch some things. I'm like, "What the hell is up with these people here?" Yeah, so mother is like when you find mo- is like mother and daughters that are like way too close. Oh, yeah. they're like um, one of those my mom is my best friend types, but they just uh, overdo it. Yeah, a bit like there's like one who was a hot mom, but and her daughter is like hot, but you can tell she had a lot done. They're yeah. taking sexy pictures together and stuff. Like, oh, that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, if you're taking sexy, so-called sexy pictures with your mom, nah, nah, no, yeah. no. But they are, you, you will be fooled. If I, if I would see, see, this is why I messed up. I didn't show you a picture of them. Mm-hmm. If I would have showed you a picture of them, I'm like, yo, that's mother and daughter. I'm like, oh, you been like, wow, damn. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, I, it's it's a no from me. No, oh, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna force you to it. I will just recommend that both of you watch This Is Us. This Is Us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I really think I I honest I honestly think you will enjoy it. Well, maybe one of these days. Like Sterling K like Sterling Brown. Yes, Sterling K Brown. Yep. Dude, he steals the show like every episode. Yeah, he's a good actor. Yeah, and Milo Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia. Yeah. Who has a new movie coming out? I saw the trailer. I saw the commercial for it. And I was like, I could be a Victor ass movie. Hmm. Indeed. Should be a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So go ahead. It's your turn. Um, I have a one more uh, wrestling related one. Um, and 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 this might uh this might annoy some some fans, especially UWO. But I gotta say it, man. Cody Rhodes is a slightly above average wrestler at best. Yeah, I don't think he's that great. Yeah, like 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 aside from his incredible match with Dustin Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Yeah, name one Cody Rhodes match that you want to that you have to tell fans that they have that they need to go out of their way to see. I can't think of one. I can't think of one off the top of the head. No, I go. I yeah. completely agree. I completely agree with you though. Met the guy. Yeah, one of the nicest people you ever meet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But uh, like, no, I agree. He's, but it's just, it's his mind for the business. Exactly, yeah. It, it's what really draws the people. Yeah. Like, what he's doing what he's doing for wrestling is just, com- it, it's amazing. So, like, yeah. I'm not going to knock him, I'm not going to knock him on that. But, yeah, I really don't think, like, he's, like, a, I won't put him on the level of a Kenny Omega. Oh, no, not by any means. Not, but but I will I will say that like Cody Rose like as you said like his gift is like for booking and creative yeah the creative he, aspect he got that aspect yeah Dustin got the talent Dustin got the talent yep Cody got the mind Ex- yep that's that's a great way of putting it and like even just watching All In the first show like, you could just tell that that was like Cody's like true gifts in action right there and all in, all in was was All In was just a bet yeah it literally just just a bet hey let's just do this and then. Yeah. Can we sell out the Cow Palace? That was a no. Palace. It was a. It was. I forgot the name of the arena. It was an arena in Chicago. Cow Palace is in uh, California. Okay. Yeah, I forget. The, it was a. Not the Cow Sears. Palace. No. I, you know, this is one thing you really. This is why I love something to wrestle so, oh, so yeah. much. You know the I listened to. They did uh, No Way Out 2004. Oh, with a uh, when Eddie Bro. won the title. Yeah. One of my all-time, one of my top five favorite matches. Mm. You know, the Cow Palace only has one entrance in that entire building. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just like one where people just go. Just one out. entrance. I even like Google mapped it. And you know how you can see the street view? Yeah. There it is. Just that one entrance. That's it. Wow. So even the talent has to go through there. Oh, uh, I think I think they had like trucks and everything. But yeah, mm. pretty much like for the all the audience members, that's it. Yeah, that's a fire hazard, right? There. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. But- um. Okay, my next one, I'm going to go into the world of video games. Yep. Spider-Man number one, Spider-Man for the PS4 is definitely the number one game for in 2018. Um, yes. I'm going to say God of War. No. Spider-Man number 2. Or above God of War. I do I haven't really had the like real urge to replay God of War. Did mm. I enjoy it? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But, like, to want to play it again, like, I was thinking about playing it, and then my boy said he wanted to play it. I'm like, all right, I'll let you borrow it. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man, I want to play Spider-Man again. 
It's for the third time. <laughs> hey, man, I might I might be there with you, like as far as replaying it again, because I, I do want to get the DLC still. Oh my god, you still haven't got those yet? Nah, I'm gonna get it this weekend though. Yeah, please, please do, please yeah. do. And I gotta, I'm gonna send you a link where there's secret pictures that you can take. Oh, nice. And you earn more stuff. Nice. But yeah, I, I'm gonna say like God of War. Because uh, it, it's a very close race. It's like you can make a case for either one as number one. Yeah, I just think oh, Spider-Man just has that replay value for me. And then not to mention... Shit, I done lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. And not to mention, you get... For DLCs, Yeah, you get the Spider-Man Far From Home suits as well. Nice. I like that. It, was that something that they just added? or was Yeah, they just there? added that. I think that's how... I think it's positively the last DLC for Spider-Man. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely check it out yeah. then. Yeah. Right. yeah. I played it with the... They have, they have Spider-Man with a Fantastic Four outfit on. Nice. And he has a paper bag over his head. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's just funny to me. But yeah, I, I want to play it with the Spider-Man outfits. Okay. That's what's up. Um, yeah, and speaking of video games... Um, and, and this and this might uh, rankle the feathers of some purists out there, but there is nothing wrong with playing video games on easy mode. E- easy mode, you know what? Now, especially now that now that now that I'm older, and you know, got you know, work stuff and other stuff that comes up, I just want to sit down and just play a game, enjoy the story, enjoy the gameplay, and not worry about running to a ch- running to like frustrating challenges or rage quitting. I just want. I just want. I just want a smooth experience, man. That, that, that sounds. Like, that sounds like the freaking Valkyries in God of War. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. Them bitches. Well, I didn't play them till like after I beat the initial story mode. But fuck yeah. them bitches. That was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I beat the. I got the story. Yeah. There's still more. I got what I need. <laughs> I can't get past this bitch. I even put it on easy mm-hmm. to try to beat it, and it wasn't happening. Yeah, they're they're mad challenging. I, I can't believe I managed to beat five of them. Congrats to you. <laughs> nah, I got I got to figure it out. I got to do easy. I got to do normal. Yeah, yeah. Like like for me, I still do normal. Like just just like for the the well normal experience. But like sometimes I just want to play it on easy. And like and, and yeah, there's always there's always going to be those hardcore niche games. Like like Bloodborne. I'm a huge fan of Bloodborne, and I like Dark Souls three. Um, you know where difficulty is like the main draw, but like sometimes, man, you just don't need. It. But yeah. wait, one question about Bloodborne: Isn't it connected to Dark Souls in a way? Um, it's like a spiritual successor. It's, oh, okay. it's from the same developer from okay. Software. Um, I would love to see a Bloodborne too, but if not, then hey, I'm content with what we have. Yeah. Um, Telltale games are highly underrated. Underrated? Yes. Some some would argue overrated. No, I believe those those are highly underrated. I have had. All the Telltale games that I have, that I, I have played, yeah. uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, Batman Telltale, yep. and uh, that was actually a free one. The Guardians Telltale, yeah, those are a lot of fun. And since they're more story based, mm-hmm. like I think you would get a kick out of that. Okay, yeah. Pick the cheats with YouTube video game help videos. Hey, some hey, some dumb shit is needed. Yeah, I do that shit religiously. So I, hey, yep, kiss my. Ass. Hey, sometimes hey, I go on the go on the phone, and uh, boom, 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 boom. There it is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we're still on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, like, if I if I'm stuck on like a challenge, I'll go oh, sp- pick up my smartphone, go to YouTube, see the section that I'm in, play through it, and boom, there it is. Yeah. 
Those are helpful as hell. You mean why you are not lying? Because we don't have Game Genie anymore. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, there was used to be there used to be a TV show that came out at like six in the morning, and they actually gave you tips on video games. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. And I think it was like Video Power or something like that. I know I put it on one of our um, back in the day when I used to do the Throwback Thursdays on our Instagram, and I did I did mention that. Mm-hmm. So I got to go. I have to go back pretty far and look and this was talking about like the early days of Codex so that's a lot that's a lot of scrolling yeah but um oh man whose turn is it uh I think it's my turn wait wait no no I think it's your turn okay the Game of Thrones episode the bells was a really great episode (sighs) and I know we did and we did we had a very insightful debate on that one but I'm the what really messed it up is that it's just a huge plot jump between episodes. If we would have had that filler that we needed as vi- as fans, I gotta send you in a video too with Seth Rogen roasting D and D at San Diego at San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I need to. See I that. gotta send you that. But I think that if we actually did get the filler mm-hmm. that we needed, it would have been an amazing episode. It would have it would have boosted up more. But I thought it was a great episode. I I was thoroughly enjoyed by it. Uh, I mean, I can see the enjoyment in it, but I gotta say, man, the bells, man, that that shit made me so mad. Like the moment where Daenerys was on the dragon, and she was like, "Well, I was like, well, what are you waiting for? Just fly straight to King's Landing, to the keep." And she and she freaking she, wrote, she did her heel turn. Yeah, ro- heel turn, rotisserie the population. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck this show, fuck D and D for this shit." And you know what? Indeed, they're they're some motherfucking cowards. They ain't about that life. I know they, they didn't show. They bailed out. Bailed out of Comic Con. They knew it. I, they knew I what wish it was. they could have been there for the Seth Rogen roast. I started watching it and then I and then I got sidetracked and stuff. But I I still I was still thoroughly enjoy um, entertained by the episode. But like I said, if we would have got if we would have got those pieces that were properly connected, mm. then it would have been a whole lot better. I mean, I, I agree with you there, um, but because the, the pieces weren't there and it was just rushing. It hurt it, like, it hurt, it hurt it a lot. Yeah. And, and the fact that Game of Thrones is, is, is up for all those Emmy nominations. 32! Undeserved, except for the acting categories. Undeserved yeah. for writing. Writing, directing, di- directing, maybe. Maybe. But, like, acting, for sure. But for writing, hell yeah. no. The vi- visually, oh. visually, the show, visually, the season still look good. It did, yeah. Like like the cinematographers and and uh, Raman Jawadi, the the composer, the composer. yeah, definitely deserves. So basically, like everything else was great about the last season of Game of Thrones, except mm-hmm. for the writing. Ex- except for the writing, because themes are for eighth grade book reports. <laughs> Fuck you, D and D. Go ahead. I didn't want it anyway. Uh. Let me see. Uh, another thing. Um, I despise fandoms. I despise nerd culture fandoms. Star Wars fandoms, I hate. Really? You, wanna, you love like, Star Wars. I, I mean, I like Star Wars, but like, like the, the, just, just like specifically the, the, t- the toxic elements, which have become so pervasive that for the first time, I'm embarrassed to be a Star Wars fan. 
because like you had like with the, with the last Jedi when that when the last Jedi came out, it it got so much undeserved vitriol from a, from a minority of trolls and and and, and you know outward racists and and misogynists, like to the point where they drove Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley off of social media. And and that and that fucking sexual predator shithead Max Landis propagated that whole uh, oh raise and marry Sue, which a lot of neckbeards latched onto. Um, that's news. I, that's like, news to me. I, like it, it, like like the whole like oh oh Ray's too powerful in the Last Jedi, and you know and the fact that oh she's a female character, female character shouldn't be that powerful in, in, in fiction. Like the whole thing was just ugly. And, and, and like it just it was just so cringe and like it, it really sapped a lot of enthusiasm I had in Star Wars to the point where now I'm looking forward to episode eight, but I, I just want to get this shit over with. I want to watch episode eight, see how, see how the trilogy wraps up and not talk about Star Wars ever again. I don't give a shit about the spinoffs. I don't care about the comics. I don't care about the prequels. I don't care about I, I don't care about the video games. I, I just just give me episode nine and give me something for the pain and let me die, because the the, the the Star Wars fan the the Star Wars fandom is so toxic. It's fucking embarrassing, and and I'm done. I am done with it. I, I tap out. The fucking misogynists and trolls. Y'all can have the shit if you want to. I'm fucking done. And you know what? I am so tired of of. Uh, 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 of the same misogynist trolls and, and, and idiots and, and, and who, who are so stupid that Disney found a way to weaponize trolls, to actually instigate trolls with the whole not my aerial hashtag. Because, you know, as you know, the Little Mermaid's oh, coming out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow, you know, I forgot all about yeah. that. We're getting a black aerial, which yeah. is cool. And, of course, all the racists came out. And then it turned out that Disney created a more or less instigated a not my aerial hashtag just to instigate more trolls to like spew their shit on Twitter and social media so that way Disney can turn around and turn around and say hey look how progressive we are we got a black aerial we're going to we're going to rebel against those those trolls and racists so come see our movie and stick it to those trolls Oh really? The same trolls that you instigated that same shit. It, it's it's a game. There's this whole this whole race baiting and, and troll shit. It's a fucking game at this point. And Disney is playing you like a bow fiddle. And and because of that, Disney 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 is just like making me tired of Star Wars. It's kind of making me tired of Marvel. I'm do- I'm done. I'm like Robert Baratheon in season one of Game of Thrones. Give me something for the pain and let my fandom die. I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm like CM Punk when he left WWE. My enthusiasm is done. When episode nine comes out in December, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to review it. And I'm going to never talk about Star Wars again. I am done. I am done with the fans. I am done with the fandom. Fuck all that shit. I'm out. I'm peace out. I'm done with the fandom. You're done. You're done. Fuck, fuck, fuck nerd culture fandom. And what does nerd culture mean anyway? Nerd culture is fucking mainstream. It is not. It has now. That it, is, it yeah. is huge. I love. It. I still love it because it's just yeah. stuff that I enjoy. Yeah. You know I mean, it's. The, I love the light. I love the lifestyle. Yeah. I love. I love the comics. I love the. You know the art of it. Just, know, it's just fun. It's just me. That's that, that's the culture I live in. That's yeah. the culture I live. Nerd culture, hip hop culture, like. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of. Well, I'm I'm gonna hold off on the on the hip hop one. I got I got I got one for hip hop. Unpopular really? opinion. Really? Because I'm actually surprised I have none. 
None for hip hop? I really, yeah, I really don't. I'm like, I'm just, um, I didn't think, maybe because I didn't think of any, but um, my, oh, mine's probably going to piss you off. Okay. Ta- I, I say this just to piss people off because I know they get extra sen- sensitive about it. Mm. It's more or less really a joke, but yeah. Target is just Walmart painted in red. No, it is not. <laughs> what? It, oh, my God. <laughs> Target is not a re- a red reskin of Walmart, Carl. Because there's a reason why people of Walmart exist, not people of Target. I know. Okay, no, that's probably there too. Tar- it's just not as poppy, not as big as people of Walmart. What? In, what a gross oversimplification. Target. Target is clean. Target. Target doesn't clean Target doesn't smell like body odor and 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 poor trash. I'm, I came across some bad stuff. Target doesn't smell like Subway. Okay, Target. When you when you when you go into Target, you can actually feel good about yourself. You can walk around and not feel embarrassed. Listen, if there's a Target nearby, if they got what I need, I'm gonna get it. If there's a Walmart nearby, I'm gonna get it. I just. Don't. Listen, but the whole the whole what Target Walmart they uh, rivalry thing, it, I just find it funny. I'm just like, eh, it's whatever. Like if I, if I'm in the area, I'm I'm I, if I'm in the area, if there's a Walmart there, fine, whatever. If they got what I need, I'm just gonna go in there, grab it, and go. I don't know, man. Walmart. I don't care. <laughs> Walmart's too. Walmart's too hood and hills have eyes for my taste. <laughs> shout out to Steve Chat. Shout out to Steve Chapman watching. <laughs> oh, what's up, Steve? Uh, I'm not gonna do Kyle's obligatory <laughs> shout. <laughs> oh, the whole he's the whole he's single. And, uh, and uh, Alvaro just said, "I remember playing Super Mario RPG in your crib." Yeah, yo, Super Mario RPG is a legendary game, man. Man, I I, I have the uh, I still have it. In your mom's wilding out. Oh, yeah? And my mom's well out? Yeah, when you guys would play it. Oh, yeah. Those are the days, man. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. Oh, damn. We can't Twitch stream. I'm like, yo, why don't you just recreate that on a Twitch stream? Because we know we're going to have AWOL back for Star Wars Episode Nine review. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, damn, maybe we could, like, if we was able to Twitch stream it or something, that would have been cool. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, Mario RPG is still a classic. Um, but uh, I-, I do have an unpopular opinion for hip-hop, and I know... That this might this this might get my my hip hop fan card revoked. It might get my black card revoked. It oh, might I'm get sure. it yeah, might get all sure. sorts of cards revoked. Oh, I'm sure I've been revoked. But go ahead. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. These are these are legends. I'm talking about these are they, they made they made classic music. They made great music even. But I but this must be said. Tupac and Biggie are, Biggie are massively overrated in the hip-hop culture. I think Tupac's music is overrated. I think Biggie is much more overrated. I think Ready to Die is not as good at an album as people think it is. Okay, I mean, I mean, not Ready to Die, Life After Death. Life After Death is nowhere near as good as people think it is. What, because of Hypnotize? Come on. Ooh, Re- Ready to Die. Ten Crack Commandments. Overrated. I was gonna say the song with R. Kelly, but R. Kelly's in it. God, yeah. I hate. I get yeah, so yeah. mad. I get so mad. Please tell me I'm not the only one who gets mad at this. I, when you're just like, yo, I used to like that. Damn, R. Kelly was in that shit. Yeah, a lot. It hurts. It does. A lot. A lot. Of, a lot of stuff that R. Kelly's just featured in. I can't jam to man. It's. I. I don't play. I don't play him no more. But it's like, God damn. 
She's like, okay, our Biggie song, Biggie and Pac songs overplayed. Not nowadays, but yeah, Red is exactly. AWOL's telling you stop. Ready to die is a classic. All eyes on me is a classic. They are not overrated. No. Oh, 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 like I said, I misspoke. Tupacalypse no. now. Not, not, not that good. Tupacalypse. Me against the good. world. His best album. His best album is Me Against the World, in my opinion. Better than All Eyes on Me. All Eyes, no, on, all eyes on Me. I freaking love that one. All Eyes on Me, I think I think it could have been one album. It could have been one album, take the best cuts from discs one and two, and you would have had a perfect album right there. Yeah, and them shits was influential. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Yeah, influential, yes. And and I, and I misspoke earlier. Re- Ready to Die is the better of the two albums. Ready to Die is a classic. Okay, I'm, I agree I'm not going to hate on that. But, but, but um, Life After Death... No, nowhere near as good as people think it is. Nah, I enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy like, life. Life, life after death was was like it, it. Like life after death, it it got the hype after his after his death. Really, that's that's pretty much like what's really driving it. But like, but like, yeah, Tupac and Biggie, I find a little overrated. A little overrated. Revoked. I'm so I'm sorry, but listen, Revoked. like, like, uh, like a lot of a lot of Tupac songs, man, like. It's cool, like you know, what Tupacalypse now? Yeah, so it's it's fine at best. Um, what the the his second album, strictly for my niggas. You know, I get around. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> I know that's the you name of the album. I, I get around's a cool song. You know, Be against the world was a great album. Yeah, it was. Um, what else? Oh, his final album, Machiavelli. Yeah, it was all right. Like with Hail Mary, it was all right. Um. Hit him up, one of the greatest disc records, records of all time. Hit him up, man. Shit, <sighs> damn. I think hit him up was excessive. I mean, uh, maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just me in my old age. But like, I listen to that, I'm like, that's not very nice, dude. Come on, man. You you could you could have dialed that back some. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. That was hip hop. That was hip hop at the time. There were no pun- no punches pulled. Oh, do you want to hear? Re- do you want to hear a uh, diss rag that goes nibble 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 Oh, zimmy and all the people said. City. The sad part that's how rap is sound nowadays. Oh yeah, the triple flow and uh, you know and and the random like, you know the. The syllables. Like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go one right back to wrestling real quick. The Shield were the Migos of the WWE. <laughs> I actually saw this wow. on a meme, and I'm like, wow, yeah. You would compare the Shield to Migos. I wouldn't go that far. I, I, why, why Migos? Why? Is it because they're like a, a, the, the new three-act, three-man act? It's not even that. It's like, I just don't. Just Migos, just like the Shield, had some hits. Like mm-hmm. I love DJ and Pure Water. Yeah, but it's like I don't. I I just don't. The Shield's done, and I'm ready for Migos to be done too. Yeah, well, maybe it's because I'm just from a different era. But it's like I just. Yeah, mm, it's not for me. They they're really not for me. And the Shield is like it was cool for a while, but. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it dying. I felt it. I did. I think it died too soon at first. Yeah. Yeah, it did. They could have went like at least another good year before a heel before a heel turn. Mm-hmm. But like you know, when they revived it, I was like, okay, yeah, it was cool to see him. And now I'm just like, all right, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. It's like Undertaker matches. Like I love the yeah. moments. 
Yeah. I love when he'll just come out, tombstone somebody, do his poses, yeah. get the entrance. I'm cool with that. I love it. I turn into a little kid every time I hear that gong. Yep. But I don't. I don't need matches. No, not at all. No, not especially with his with, with his match and, with Goldberg. Glad he re, glad he redeemed. It. You hear Dolph Ziggler talking match about Goldberg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Twitter and on air. Oh man, they're gonna build. They're gonna build to a SummerSlam match between Ziggler and Goldberg. No, he's doing. He, it's gonna be him in the Miz. Okay. Yeah. Um, dang man. Oh, and um, um, let me see. Let's see another another unpopular opinion. And this one, once again, I gotta double down on this. Beyonce. <laughs> I knew it. I'm sorry. Listen, I I I'm gonna say it again. Beyonce is massively o. Overrated, overrated, and from what I hear, according to reviews of The Lion King, she's a horrible voice actress. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah she is. So, like I said, there was flaws. Remember, I mentioned that there was flaws. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh yeah, yep, that was it. Like Beyonce, can she act? Like it depends. Like it depends on the role. Depends on the role, and if it's in, like an ensemble to like help hide her flaws. Yeah. like Dreamgirls, she perfectly in her element. Because and, Jay, she had, and Jennifer Hudson stole the show. And, yep, Sorry to interrupt, but I'm yep. just saying. Jennifer Hudson stole the show and won an Oscar. Um, but I gotta say, she like, did, she did, she but like, y- y'all, 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 Beyonce stands, y'all Beehive stands, and whatnot. Beyonce is the David Koresh of pop music. If Beyonce went on stage and she poured kerosene on herself and she lit her own ass on fire, y'all, y'all stands out there would do the same because y'all are sheep. The Beehive, y'all are sheep why can't y'all think for yourselves and like i said i can name a dozen singers that are better than beyonce that are that are that have more staying power than beyonce and that 10 years from now will have will be in the rock and roll hall of fame before beyonce even gets gets sets foot on the short list it, it depends now it depends, oh, it depends? To, to be inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame you're the song that you that gets you in it, like your first song, yeah, has to be twenty five years old. Okay, all right. Well, there, well, there it is. But even then, I think so. I think Destiny's Child can actually get inducted by that. Well, like in ninety, yeah, I think their first record was like ninety six, ninety seven. So maybe like uh, in a couple of years, they, I think it was like ninety eight. Yeah, Destiny's Child. You sure I remember being in seventh grade when they came out? Like yeah, like their first album, like Bills, 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 and all that. No, Bills, Bills, Bills was their second. Oh, second album. Okay. I'm talking about no, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Really? Nah. One word, three. One word, three times was their song. So. <laughs> yeah, because they were on an episode of Smart Guy. Oh, okay. Singing, singing that song, and I was like, I was definitely in middle school. Yeah. When the Smart Guy was out. Oh yeah, Smart Guy was a fun show. Smart Guy. You know, I remember that lineup that they had. It was like the Wayne's Brothers, the Smart Guy. Mm-hmm. Nick Frino licensed teacher. <laughs> I remember that show. Oh my White God. Mike from the Wayne's Brothers yep. had his own show. Yep. Like, we got like two episodes and that was it. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> oh my God. But but oh, yeah, shit. man. <laughs> yeah, man. Y- y- y'all Beyonce stands. Y'all y'all need to y'all need to get y'all y'all need to to live your lives. Get a life, you know? I mean, Janelle Monae is a better singer than Beyonce. Oh, Lady Janelle. Gaga, Alicia Keys, Adele. Adele sings circles around Beyonce anytime and twice on Sunday. You know what I like about Adele? Oh, what's that? She is a casual swearer. 
Oh yeah, being British and all. Like you, but here's the thing: like with the songs that she sings and the way she looks, you you would never think that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you have a normal conversation with her, you are getting the f bomb at least twenty five times in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, over exaggeration, but yeah, she's yeah. really like that. Oh, yeah, that's what's up. Some part of the charm, I suppose. I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I do find that very. I think it's funny. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Who Who else is Who else is better than Beyonce? Mary J. Blige. Uh. Jill Scott. Um. I don't know. I'm going back to ninety eight. Yeah, Kelly Price. What What happened to her? Um, she lost all that weight and went to gospel. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, hell, I'll even I'll even say this. Like I'll say like Kelly Rowland was better than Beyonce. Uh, the 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 other one, uh, Michelle Williams, I think her name was, was better than Beyonce. Latoya Luckett was better than Beyonce. Seven oh two was better than Beyonce. That 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 group Black with that song eight oh eight. They were better than Beyonce. One of the members died in that group. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. It was like a car. I think it was a car accident. So, and then oh. another member is married to um, Ronnie DeVoe. Oh wow. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, who else? Uh, friggin. Now you're just naming R and B. Now you're just naming R and B groups off the top of your head just to prove yeah. your point. Yeah. I I I I could go on and on, but the diff- but the bottom line is Beyonce. When Beyonce is not even in a top five, top ten, not even top twenty. Top fifty would be generous if you put her around forty-eight or forty-nine. So come at me, Beehive. Oh wait, y- you can't because y'all are toothless. Y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Y'all a bunch of stands. If, if Beyonce was Jim Jones and she drank the Kool Aid, y'all would drink the Kool Aid with her. I really need to read up on that guy because <laughs> you mentioned him like it's probably like the fourth time you mentioned him. Oh yeah, it was um, nasty business. I'm gonna get. My, okay, I'm gonna name two because one is just still kind of. I can go get off that one fast. That one start stir any arguments. Yeah. Okay, so the first one because I'm about to wrap up. I'm ready to wrap up. Yeah. Coffee is still love the devil. That shit is fucking gross. Which one? Coffee. coffee. Just coffee in general. You really hate coffee. I do. I cannot be around it. Like I, <laughs> I, ugh, I, cringe about first thing in the morning. People saying hi in their coffee breath, and I'm just like, that shit is fucking gross. Just like, never liked it. Like I'm, I'm not a, I'm a very rare like iced coffee drinker. I don't even drink regular coffee at all. Not at but all. But nothing, none. You hate coffee as much as you. What, what do you hate more, coffee or Hawaiian pizza? Coffee because it's been because I've dealt with, I dealt with it longer. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't discover Hawaiian pizza till like later on in years. But like coffee, I just I couldn't stand the smell from it when I was little. Yeah, mm. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy on coffee myself. Yeah, like but you should, I, I saw that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, but the, that's that's your final one. No, my final one is I honestly think that the Fresh Prince is better than Martin. You know what? I'll agree with you there. I mean, I mean, I, I like both shows. Yeah, I don't mean, get me wrong. I do not hate Martin at all. Yeah, Mar- Martin's still funny. But, like, if I had to choose between Fresh Prince or Martin, if mm. they just happened to be on, Fresh Prince was on VH1 and Martin was on BET, yep. I'm turning it to VH1. You know, I'm, I'm agree. Fresh pre- For me, like, Fresh Prince has a little more and I that I like. I love Martin. Yeah. Pick up the pieces. <laughs> oh, man. Rub man from the fifth floor. Yep. Oh, man. Did Tracy Morgan as Hustle Man. man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great characters and all that, but it's like, oh, just yeah. 
Fresh Prince was just more appealing to me. It was. And speaking of speaking of both shows, R.I.P. to James Avery and Thomas Michael Ford, man. <laughs> too soon. Too uh, soon. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. I'll wrap up with one final uh, with one final uh, unpopular opinion. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you one. Now that I'm older, I'll tell you one one food that is overrated. I think fried chicken is overrated. I prefer grilled chicken. Um, look, I just love chicken altogether. Listen, I, I mean, it don't matter. I, I mean, ch- chicken, chicken is great, but like, chicken. but like fried, but like fried chicken, all that, all that oil, hot oil and grease oh, and cholesterol. Here he goes, Mr. Like, 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 brand new vegan. Because, because you you're, stop you're, because, because the, the older you get, you, 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 you got, you got to watch out when you eat fried chicken, especially when you get around our age, when you get into our thirties and older, because like you're, you, you're, you're risking clogging your arteries, I'm fine. right? Clogging your arteries, like if if you get some numbness in your in your fingertips and your limbs, then you then yeah you're eating too much fried chicken. No, um, I usually fall asleep on my sides and then I just kind of I'm like oh shit. It, it, it's too okay. greasy, too much too much too much skin for my taste. But but grilled chicken, grilled chicken when you season it, it's clean, it's it's it, it's not greasy, it's not oily, and you can you can you can cut it up and put it in a sandwich, put it in a wrap, mix it up with some rice and some beans. Ah, magnet, magnifique. But fried chicken, fried chicken is just dirty, man. Fried, fried, fried chicken, fried chicken is for. I, 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 I'd say for like for people who have less healthier, I dare say less refined palates. But um, but 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 I but I would say that grilled chicken mm. is the preferable of the two types of uh, poultry, cooked I poultry. Just, so I enjoy it. That shit's yeah. that shit is good. That shit's delicious. I don't care. Whatever makes me, whatever makes me, I eat what makes me happy. It's a shame, man. I'm honestly, I'm probably healthy. I'm actually pretty healthy. I'm, pe- I'm and healthy I'm too. Ba- and my diets are bad. You're gonna pay for it later on, man. Die young, leave a beautiful corpse. <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, uh, you are you ready to go for question of the week? I am. All right. Um. So my lazy ass did not. Vegan uh, post up the question of the week, which is who was your favorite Batman? But then I re- and also I remembered like I did put it up like a while ago, yep, like a couple of years ago. So uh, let me see, what was I? I know I had a lot. Of... Okay, you know here's one, and this one's gonna be really hard for me. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite year in film? Ooh. It's a Victor-ass question. Favorite year in film? Oh, my gosh. Mm. Mm. So many great years in film that we can talk about. Ah, love, love, love. So many things I got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Because the possibility that you'll look at me. Oh, I'm, why am I singing music, Soul Child? Anyway, um, I'm gonna go with uh, 1999. 99? Yeah, because 99 we had The Matrix, we had The, the Sixth Sense, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, uh, Magnolia by Paul Thomas Anderson, The Iron Giant, uh, Boys Don't Cry, The Talented Mr. Ripley. All about my mother, Pedro Almodovar. Love him. Um, what else did we have? 
uh, Fight Club. We had Fight Club. <laughs> I, I hear just way too many memes of that, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, man, what else? Oh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, you talk about a Victor movie. Eyes Wide Shut, the final film by Stanley Kubrick by starring Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. Don't look at John Apodic's comment. Don't! Don't! <laughs> That's all so bad. I told you not to. See, that's your problem. You don't listen to me. You don't listen to me. I tried to turn your head. You didn't listen to me. Sir, John, how dare you? Phantom Menace? Really? <laughs> he fucked your answer up. No, 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 no. I will say this. Phantom Menace has an excellent John Williams score. Duel of the Fates is amazing. I give him that. But but oh come on, man. God. I mean, listen, every, every, every year has a bad film, of course. But... <laughs> But all the films that I just mentioned, you don't even have to think about Phantom Menace. I mean, the, this year is a 20th anniversary of all the films that I just mentioned, okay? God damn old. Yeah, just, just, just watch the other films I mentioned, okay, from 99. Okay, mine's is actually 2000. Okay. I mean, Gladiator, Castaway, yes. mm-hmm. um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Ah, love. For its time... Because I was just excited that we're actually getting one, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. At, at that moment. Yeah, I agree. Just at that moment. Now, now that shit is awful. But I wouldn't go so far as to say it's awful. Okay, bad? Not not bad. It's not bad. It's it's watchable. And that's all I can really say. It's watchable. Ooh, American Psycho. Yep. Um, scary Movie. The first one. Yeah. Oh, it's part two as well. But Oh, part two. The first two. Yeah. That's all you need yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah, I remember the self. Final oh. Destination. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if I see a truck l- with logs on it, I'm the same way. I will not. Yeah. Drive by right there. Boom. I'm the I same way. I will not drive by it. I behind it. Or or like a truck full of like those steel pipes or yeah. rebar. Nope. Wouldn't yeah. do it. Oh I'm snap! This way. was a good one. I came out that year. What lies beneath? That was a good one. That, that was, was underrated. Good, yeah, very. Harrison Ford very. and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. The Perfect Storm. I still haven't seen that movie. That was a good movie. I heard that was. That, was, that was a really good one. Me, yeah. Myself, and Irene. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, man. Road Trip. Road Trip I haven't seen. Really? Nah, I had a chance to. Oh, I, I got Road Trip. That, yeah. was, uh, that was funny. Man of Honor wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, Man, man of Honor was Remember funny. the Titans. Oh, yeah. Denzel Washington. Can't go wrong with him. Man, like, oh man, I enjoyed Little Nicky for what it was. Little uh, Adam Sandler, yeah. Was the awful. replacements with Keanu Reeves and Gene Hackman was good. Mm-hmm. And oh man, <laughs> Dracula two thousand. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. I mean, every every year has its fun. Every year has its flounders. Yeah, I remember two thousand. Um, Ready to Rumble. David Arquette. <laughs> that really did come out in 2000. Yeah, and WCW Slambury had that whole match. Oh, that, the, the triple. The triple cage. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man, and John Haponic says uh, Deep Blue Sea, 1999. Wild Wild West, 99. Um, oh, I got a meme I got to show you. Okay. Oh, I will say Deep Blue Sea, it was enjoyable, but I was mad when the shark ate Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> He had that impassioned monologue about how they needed to survive and stick together, and, and all just, of a sudden, ah! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, Samuel, yo, you just, just as fast as you snatched freaking what was that eight dollar movie you reviewed earlier? Uh, 
Oh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Yep. What was it? What about it? That's how fast that that oh, yeah. shark was faster. Than- <laughs> that shark was fast. Oh man. Man. But 2000 was good. We also had Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That was mentioned. Uh, I think you mentioned, no, Miss Congeniality. That was mentioned, too. Right. I just, because I thought about it, I was like, because I went to the movies a lot. Mm. I happened to be working, because I, I happened to work at the, it's not there anymore, but the Pretzel Bakery in the in Providence Place Mall that year. Yeah. And that was when the movie theaters in Providence Place Mall, like, just opened. Yep. So I was in there a lot. Yeah, five dollar tickets, man. It was six. It was six. It was six. Okay, but we got them five six dollar matinee tickets. Like, you could not beat that. No, you could not. Yeah, high fidelity did come out that year. Yep, high fidelity, almost famous. Oh, 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 a movie you should definitely see from two thousand. Requiem for a Dream. Have you seen it? I heard of it, but I never had a chance to see it. It's it's the ultimate. Like uh, anti drug movie, but it is hardcore. I mean, and, and Marlon Wayans was good in it too. He had a supporting role. Didn't that movie Kids come out that year? No, Kids came out in '95. Oh, yeah, with a young Rosario Dawson. I heard that movie was fucked up. Yeah, it is. I haven't. I just haven't really sat down to watch it. Like I just yeah. saw caught it in like a bin. I'm just like somebody was like giving out movies. I'm like, oh, Kids. Okay. And I just remember about a kid getting hit in the head with a chair, with a skateboard. Oh well, there you go. But yeah, Requiem for a Dream. I I I I want you to watch that. I mean, Ellen Burstyn. I'm very iffy. Listen, ever since Str- I'm still kind of scarred with Victor movies right now because I remember I just watched Strange Things about the Johnsons a couple of weeks ago. You need to give me some time. Yeah, you'll be all right. You need to give me some time. <laughs> Strange thing about the Johnsons. You say that with a smile on your face. You sick bastard. I appreciate the craft behind the filmmaking. And, and it does highlight a very a, a taboo issue that does not get acknowledged. That that actually is a reality for some, unfortunately. But I've never heard of but, it, but okay. But, but Midsommar. <laughs> Midsommar. Uh, delicious. Why did I tell you about saying that around me? It's a delicious movie. Can you say something else? Tasty, scrumptious, delectable. I asked for that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me if you can find us, man. Oh, yes. You can find all our episodes on Facebook Live as well as SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us that five-star review. Uh, Google Play as well as Spotify. Be sure to follow us on Spotify. Yes, I've been putting those links up, so I appreciate you all for listening on that. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. Also, Facebook. Yeah, find us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, yep. Instagram as well. I've been posting up some memes and stuff lately. Um, be sure to um, check out Lost Rings official friend of the show, Bunny. She has a, she signed to that label that's focused around gaming and nerd culture, and it combines with music as well. Got some great artists in there, Sunzi and Black Crystal as well. Nice. So you know, big ups to them. Uh, be sure to listen to the, our Codex UWO watch along of SmackDown from July 15, 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to listen out to Wrestling's Trash. I'm a recurring cast member on there as well. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Goddamn. Yeah. Twitch streams. Yep. Mm-hmm. I've been utilizing that late, a lot lately. Um, yeah, we just did one with Brian Lopes as well. And there's going to be some more with some. Very interesting guests coming out soon. So yeah, got a lot in the works. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 just doing doing things. Just trying to get that content out of you. I love creating content. Yeah, man. 
And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Oh man, I had one good unpopular opinion, but you know, time's passed. Um, should I say it? I don't trust it. Should, should I save it for another time? Just say it. You want to? Um, and and this is and this is my actual opinion. Wonder Woman, the film, is better than most MCU films. Okay, and then we'll wrap this up. I will, <laughs> I will catch you on the fifth. That motherfucker ran out of money at the end. We shut your damn face. Yeah. God, you bougie. <laughs> yep. As always, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And as always, we will catch you on the flip. Hollow Knight sucks, and so does the Wiz. Peace out, nerds. Rise. Nice.